0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trading Desk Podcast. My name is Joshua Thanos. I'm your host. And today we have the resurgence, the comeback. We're back. And I'm back with Michael Manjos, everyone's favorite. What's up? How are you doing,
1: Josh? Great to be back. I can't believe it's been this long, but wow. Eight, Eight months. months. That's wow. right. Eight Time months blind. ago,
0: the world was on fire. Yes,
1: it was. The world was ending, and uh, it didn't end as usual. But
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, man. What happened? Oh, what happened? To all the guys They're talking about the gloom and doom, and how they were going to buy every Rolex at, at below retail <laughs> below from retail, the retailers. Yeah.
1: What happened to
0: that? It didn't happen. Didn't oh. work out. No. And here we are again. It's strange. I thought for sure this would have been the time. You know, they've only been i've all I've been doing this for ten years, and I feel like only you know five of those ten years, guys have been telling me that it's it's over. That the next thing that happens is, is the market's going to tank, and no one's going to care about watches, and they're going to buy Daytonas at retail again. It just for some reason it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: well, I guess maybe, maybe next, next
1: time. time. No buying Daytonas uh, now. All
0: right. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> Daytonas. Yeah, it's the. It's a crazy world when they 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 release a new Daytona and all Daytonas go up. Yes, <laughs> it's a good problem. Luckily, have. they didn't double in price.
1: No, uh,
0: no, thank God. But um, all right, so uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, today's episode, we'll talk about the Rolex releases. Um, I want to stick to the Rolex releases because Jason said that he wants to record a podcast talking about everything but Rolex. So you and I will stick to Rolex, Perfect. which it's yeah, my favorite subject anyways. That.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh and then let's let's talk about after that we'll uh we'll chat about kind of what happened in the last 8 months where where we've been, where we're at and where we're going uh in terms of the watch market because I think uh, a lot of people are interested. So, all right, before we do that, we start as always with our customer wrist wrist shot. Yep, you can go first. Um it is uh,
1: probably the same thing I was working wearing 8 months ago my uh White's old Batman, my my GMT meteorite, which I love.
0: Yeah. All right, daily driver meteorite. That's right. You heard feelings. I think you just got it back then, didn't you?
1: I had it was yeah, it was not that old back then. It was pretty recent, and now it's like an old friend, and it's got some nice wear on it and a lot of love. And yeah, this thing's with me every day, and it's. I thought I'd switch it up more than I do. I've only changed it a couple of times And I was traveling in some iffy neighborhoods, and then somebody told me I probably shouldn't be wearing that, but. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. It's a great piece. Yes.
0: Well, I so I went back and listened to our last episode and you mentioned that you you wear it doing lawn work. So <laughs> I'm hoping you're still doing stuff. So. Of course. <laughs> I think you're a little busier these days. So I doubt you're yeah, probably been back Yeah, there's music.
1: been less yard work. Yeah.
0: it's uh, I haven't been home that yeah. much. So, oh well. Nice. Well, um, I guess, you know what? I, I don't remember. No. So in that last episode, I was wearing my Moser, which I still have that watch. Um, not wearing it really that much. I'm really only wearing one watch these days. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because I had my second kid and now chasing two kids. I don't really have enough time to think about anything. So <laughs> reaching for one watch is uh, – is it makes things easier, simplifies life. But it's uh, my Panerai 233. I knew you right revert now. back to your Panerai days, of course. You know what? I just uh, – you know, we – uh, on a personal note we have a little family business so i had to raise some cash for that so i i moved the rolex and the and the automar out of my collection uh, unfortunately but so it's what's nice about having watches that are kind of liquid and, you know it, sure. it's not hard but to get those to so those out it. exactly right i miss them dearly you know i had my my titanium offshore which i still contend is the best model they they released a new one and I've, i think we've only had it one time Right. sold it bought it for way too much sold it for way too much I haven't seen it since um but I had that one on the full bracelet. That one's gone, sadly, and probably sold it for less than it's worth. And uh, um, so I'm I'm down to my Panerai, and then a box full of I don't know. I probably have another 15 watches, but, <laughs> um, but my 233 is the daily wear, eight day movement GMT. Um, I just I love it, man. I have it on on a white rubber OEM strap, and I haven't taken off since my wife convinced me to buy that when I was this is two years ago. I bet when we were in Philly. Uh, we stopped, we ran over to New York and stopped into the Panerai boutique. And the only thing worth buying at retail from Panerai was a strap. So sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, listen, I love Panerai, but I mean, you know, truth is the truth. And truth uh, the truth. So, yeah, man, but I've been wearing it. I love it. I love it every day though. I just got finished telling you that I, I, and we'll talk about this next, but you know, my love for titanium, I do have other titanium watches, but since I wear my Panerai every day. And I love the two thirty three, and I I've told anybody who listen this is the best watch you can buy if you're looking just for one Panerai. But because of my love for Panerai, I think I might have to trade this in towards uh, a three eleven, um, the titanium eight day. Uh, I don't know if it's a GMT, but it's it's a mono pusher chrono, right? Which would be more in line with my cooking, which I you know I track. I flip steaks based on you know, of course seconds counter what So it. having having that might be might be the move um get another you know uh, an everyday titanium wear and you know it, the watch is great i love it. it again if anyone's listening and you're looking just for one panerai in your collection you know don't go crazy don't buy a panerai Turbion, like our friend Please. michael jordan by the way. <laughs> 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 that when i met him that was crazy um you know just buy a 233 and, and just put in your collection or wear it every day or do whatever you get so all right so that's on my wrist that's on your wrist so let's uh Let's get started, man, Joe. so today is today's March 28th. I think this is going to be released tomorrow on the 29th. So yesterday, we woke up and all hell broke loose.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, it's I, I often say it's the best day of the year because uh, it's the new introduction drops. I was literally, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. to go check in, and then was in the office by 6:30 because. Uh, all hell does break loose that day, and uh, everything's dropping. And obviously, it's hitting in Switzerland a few hours earlier. And we have international offices, so you know my phone is exploding by uh, six thirty a.m. So it was really, I think, you know, and again, it's part of a big show. Everybody's releasing, but really this year, more than ever, uh, Rolex totally dominated and kind of stole the show. Um, this is probably the biggest release. I ever remember in all my years, um, just because the multitude of pieces, the depth, the breadth. We have new pieces. We have variations. We have crazy things. Um, you know, we'll get into all of it, but uh, just so much unexpected, um, which is really you know like great that Rolex can do this. You know, a lot of brands just change dials and you know do a different size or a different strap and you know call it you know novelties. Um, There are some serious novelties, and there are plenty of things that are just child changes, uh, which are great, which I thought they would have held back to maybe the next release because there was already so much. And there's a lot of stuff that's literally flown under the radar that no one's talking about because there's so much. So, you know, I would say, you know, probably the, the biggest, I don't know if it's a surprise because we were hearing rumors for years that Rolex was playing around with titanium. Um, and, you know, we did see the deep sea challenge come out. Um, so we assumed eventually we'll get a production model. And, uh, I really thought it might be into a sub, but, you know, they decided to take it into the yacht master into 42 millimeters. And it's amazing. And I am not a yacht master guy in any sense of the word. I mean, I never really liked him. Uh, it was never my thing. Um, but this watch looks amazing to me.
0: Have you seen it in person yet? I have
1: not seen it in person yet. I was, I did not have, volunteer to go this year. I stayed home. Uh, so I'm still here looking. So the government
0: office Goldberg has Goldberg. not received their, no, no. their shipments. Nope, there has been okay. no shipments.
1: We don't know about the drops on new ones. I was actually checking on Tudor's because Tudor tends to arrive immediately. And um, they were actually selling things uh, yesterday, new launches they were – setting up a pop-up in Geneva where you could go queue up and buy the new product. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So we've been offered a couple of the new tuners already. I just got to figure out what the market (laughs) is, (laughs) but I digress. But I mean, yeah, the, the watch itself is just, it looks fantastic. I mean, 42 titanium, all kind of all blacked out, um, you know, big luminous, great bezel. Uh, everything about it just looks like it will be perfect. Um, you know, price point. Not that it's going to matter because obviously I think this is one that's going to trade uh, pretty crazy. But I think it's fourteen thousand and fifty or something. Um, so it's yeah. a, you know in a manageable range. They didn't go crazy with it and make it super expensive like the Deep Sea Challenge, who I thought was a you know pretty hefty retail um, for whatever crazy. it is. But, uh, so but yeah, no, that's let's that's let's really the point. one that's getting to me a lot of the buzz that I'm getting is on that
0: sure so let's unpack that a little bit right so um my first rolex that i ever purchased for myself uh was a 16622 yacht master okay so I'm, I'm partial to the model i like it and in doing so like in the way i work right i buy a watch just because i like it. i kind of want it I, I need it i bought it and then i go about it i go like all out and learn everything I can about it, right? So one of the things I found in my research after buying the watch was that um, the Yachtmaster was um, it was ex- it was released as a way to test some some new things that they wanted to put into a sub, but they didn't want to mess with the sub because they saw that the sub is the mainstay. We don't want to play with that. So let's release another model that's very similar, essentially the same. I mean, there's very few differences, right? So it's it's a bi-directional bezel. Um, but besides that, I mean, you know, the case is, case is slightly different now. Obviously, they they, they, it's, they have in 42 and 37. But the way I look at it is it, it's the experimental sub. Right. No, I think so, that's a
1: great way to look at it because it is really – when you look at it quickly, it reads sub. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about
0: it. That's right. Yeah. And they, they play with it, right? So like they – that's uh, that's why I believed uh, – I think I might have said this on a podcast or told a person or whoever. But like I believe that um, if they were going to go titanium – like I was surprised with the with the deep sea, right? That That didn't – I don't think anybody really – predicted that it was kind of strange because it was just one watch release one, not right. You and I right. spoke about that, but I thought if they were going to play with titanium or if they were ever going to make a titanium sub, it would be a titanium yachtmaster master first, right? Because that's where they're going to test everything. Right. So let's see, let's see if we can make it. Let's see if it can be good. Let's see if people like it. All right. Now we're safe. Now we're truly, we know it's great. You know, uh, we know people love it. All right. Titanium sub. And now, I mean, nowadays, like it's different than it was even like 10 years ago, right? They're playing with house money. I, I Honestly, they could release a pink sub right now. And people <laughs> are trashing online. Like, it it doesn't really matter what they do right now, but I like that they're still staying true to themselves. And um, the, the other thing is that, so, you know, I've owned a lot of Rolexes in, you know, last 10 years or so. The first one I owned was a Yachtmaster. Um, I've been on, on the record saying that the best Rolex they make is the Sky Dweller, and I still believe that. But in terms of my what my favorite watch is, is the uh, the two two six six five nine, the white gold forty two millimeter. Um, it's a great piece. Yeah, uh, on the Oyster Flex. Right. I own that watch about uh, about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, and like I still think about it. Like I like I've owned a lot of Rolexes. I the Rolexes that I that I owned while the days both the days that my daughters were born i don't own those watches anymore i don't really think about them like i know what they are if i see somebody wearing I'm like oh that's the watch i was wearing when my daughter was born it's great but i don't really care about those watches i think the only rolex i care about right now is the 42 yacht master and i think in titanium i'm sure when i get it on my wrist i'm just gonna melt i'm gonna be like, figure yeah. out some way no, to no i think that's
1: it. i think that is gonna be the piece that everybody's covering and certainly the one that's oh, yeah. getting you know a lot of press, but. You know, obviously, I think the, uh, the most predicted and argued, you know, introduction was Daytona. Um, you know, I expected some tweaks. I did not expect what we got, which was a complete redo of the entire collection. Uh, <laughs> let's just kill every Daytona that's currently made and start up again. And they did. And, you know, it looks very similar, but it is better. And it's true Rolex move. You know, very incremental improvements. Um, you know, the, the bezel now has an outline in metal, which is nicer and a little narrower. And when you see them side by side, it's like, hey, that is better. And the, the dial goes right back to the Zenith the Daytona dials with that thinner track. Um, the cases, the lugs are a little beefier, which it actually needed. Um, you know, all the little things that it needed to improve. Uh, they did obviously uh you know they did the new movements uh the the thing that again still doesn't have a damn date but you know i get it now i've given up on it uh i'm over it but i think uh you know the fact that they did get rid of the whole collection and start over is amazing and obviously you know sent the market into a tizzy um i think the most interesting part was the platinum Um, making the see-through back was something, you know, I would have said we would never have seen from Rolex. Um, but there you go. You know, now we have a decorated Rolex movement and a see-through back, go figure. And then a platinum piece. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, great
0: move. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you completely. It's so funny when, you know, Rolex is making Daytona's people are losing their minds. They were paying last year, they were paying $50,000. Daytona, yes, and and then they 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 say, you know what's not good enough? Let's these socks, let's make them <laughs> right? And let's it, start all and over it, again. Some are funny. It. And
1: right. we'll make them look like my favorite well, picture. I don't know if you've seen it online with the two pandas, the one with the wide brown <laughs> eyes, one well, with the thin eyes. It's fantastic. I love this stuff. It's People hilarious. stay up nights, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's well, yeah. subtle little touches that they do that
0: you know, but it makes a huge difference. Huge difference.
1: And I mean, instantaneously yeah.
0: recognizable difference, but like you never, right. you know. Well, so guys like you and yes. I, the, the problem is if you don't, if you're not, if you don't care about watches, I had a conversation with a guy who's like, he, he has a few watches. He We're, we're talking, we're working a deal right now, but he's not like, he's not in the forums. He's not reading Hodinky. He like maybe watches Tim's videos every once in a while, right? And right. he's like, oh, you know, did anything new come out with Ro- from Rolex? And I go, oh yeah, they completely redid the Daytonas. And he goes, Really? And he goes to the website. He goes, What do you mean? They look the same. And I go, Yeah, I guess you're right. They do look the same. But they're way better. They're so much better. You know, like the look and it's and I think you use the right word, the refinement. And the same thing they did with this with the sub when yes. everybody was saying, oh, the sub is the same. It's this, it's just it's crap. It's like, no, listen, the sub is so much better now. Yes. The forty-one subs are, in my opinion, so much better, and it's just the refi- Same thing they did with the sea dwellers, the three different forty-four millimeter sea dwellers, yep. where they upgraded them and they did tiny little refinements. Where you, where like, unless you are Rolex, unless you're handling these watches on a daily basis, you're not gonna be able to point it out. But you do know when you put it on your wrist, it's better. Right. That's. I feel like that's what they do. They're like, listen, we don't want you to. We're not. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to make it better every single time. Exactly. It is exactly what they've done. And they uh,
1: I think the interesting part also was, you know, when you start thinking about the ramifications of getting rid of everything. So, you know, getting rid of everything means, you know, John Mayer, gone. you know, white gold, Daytona, blue dial, no more. All the meteorites, which were the bane of our existence because, you know, couldn't get them new and everybody was banging the doors down for them, gone. yeah. And, you know, suddenly they went from, you know, crazy high to crashed to now bouncing back. Um, so all those things that are out there, a lot of the pink dials gone. Uh, there's just so many things that are gone. And now we have new things to worry about. But it's just it's amazing what they did to the market as well, because suddenly, you know, all of a sudden we're going to be trading stuff and trying to figure out what's hot and what's not, what everybody's going to be chasing. Um, and I think oh, yeah. I think they really did put themselves right back in that spotlight um, to just be it's what everybody's talking about across the board. And I mean, certainly Daytona will last, do that.
0: That's right. Well, the last few like releases have been, like the last three years really have just been kind of quite like they released the OP. That was like kind of the biggest one, the OP 41s with the crazy yep. dials. It's like, okay, they make dials. Okay. You know, but people are still freaking out about them. Right? Like they refined the sub. But you know, it, it, it's not, the sub is not the Daytona, Correct. right? The sub, the Daytona is always traded at list or above the subs. We used to, you know, used to buy them 15, 20% off. So like the demand has not always been there for the sub. So the Daytona is, that's as it, weird as it sounds, because like if you're a layman, a Rolex is probably like a president, right? Like if you're just a guy in the right. street yeah. and I show you a Rolex is the president, right? Cause that's what you're thinking about it, which is for a lot of collectors an afterthought, right? It's got to be a sport watch. It's usually a sub because that's like the high, most highly traded watch. But the Daytona is really the pinnacle of the brand. So for them to do wholesale change, say, "Hey, we're discontinuing every model. Yep. It, 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 it and, and we're going to restart from scratch, really, with a with a model that looks very similar but is totally refined." And I've had a few guys complain about the case now. So the case is more sporty. Yeah, yes, like I the guess case it's Maxi is definitely case.
1: beefed up a little. It's a Maxi case, basically, exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, you get the guys who, you know, the De- Daytona aficionados or whatever, who like like the fact that it was, it was more of a, what's funny is like it had more of a Yachtmaster style case because it was like very rounded logs, pointed rounded logs, and more like a dressy style case with this, you know, Panda chronograph, which is, uh, you know, it's got to be a sporty watch. So like there was like this, this almost like a contradiction in the watch itself and now they're like hey listen we're gonna this is a sport watch we're gonna treat it like a sport watch here you go maxi case and i had a guy today was texting me online saying like they ruined it they destroyed it <laughs> yeah okay but if you got called for one exactly. at retail, you're you gonna you're gonna
1: be it. buying it no question about it all right
0: cool and, and i bet you and i bet you on the wrist it probably wears nice that was one thing the daytona's too small
1: yes especially it's on the gonna it's box. gonna wear bigger now which is good and i mean again they didn't jack up the size but it will definitely wear bigger because of those lugs without a doubt cool. yeah
0: if they're if they're not going to make it bigger at least make it look bigger correct so thinning the bezel out making the dial larger um changing the subdials a little bit so it's making those a little bit smaller you know it makes so it just it uh, in pictures it looks beautiful Probably be a while before I get my eyes on it unless I go up to Philly. Right. And, uh, which I don't plan on doing. Smart man. (laughs) Definitely not this winter. Yeah. Which is over. Spring's uh, coming. It's coming. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. (laughs) They keep telling me here, though. That's right. But, um, but yeah. So, so wholesale change on the Daytona. And one last thing I want to say about that is so I have a, a good customer of mine who's like, he's big into, you know hand finishing and he loves the watches because they're art, right? Um and his take on what they did with the Daytona was very interesting because a lot of guys like him are like hate Rolex because they go, oh, Rolex is just it's all marketing, they're mass produced, they're not handmade, blah blah blah, right? His his take was actually opposite. He goes, I'm so happy that what they did with the Daytona because now, guys who are specifically Rolex guys, because, you know, that's the majority of the, of the market are guys who just like Rolex, are now, they're going to see, because they're, they're, the guys who are not looking at anything else, are now going to look at the Daytona and see the see the value in hand finishing a movement. Right. Right. It exposes guys who otherwise might not even think about that, are now, like, looking at it and saying, oh, okay, so they exposed the movement, but not all Rolex movements look like this. Like, no. this is they had like Cote de Geneve on the, on, on yeah. one of the, uh, the main plates there. Yeah. Like there, I mean, and I'm guessing that's gotta be by done by hand, right? Gotta I mean, be. Can, there's a reason Absolutely. why it's on that watch. Yep. Right. So, uh, cause they're not that many of them. So, um, I, I did like that take. I think that is, I, I can, I can believe in that. I can understand that. I think that is, that is definitely more of a gateway drug into, you know, hand-finished movements, and now guys might be looking and saying, okay, well, now there's value in hand-finished movements. Now let's go talk about, you know, an FP Jorn. Let's go talk about a Patek or a Longa or a Debatoon or something, you know, Gruble, where you have the highest level of hand-finishing on these on these movements, you know?
1: Yes. No, I love it. I think it's, uh, a, you know, again, genius move, brilliant, you know, getting all the press in the world, and, you know, it's just going to drive the demand up even more um and again right. and this is just where they started and that's the fun part so you know obviously the Daytona is the whole thing the last few years have been a lot of GMT and there was a lot of speculation mm-hmm. that we'd see you know a coke or something of that um but they actually brought back which i thought again was great uh a yellow gold GMT with a jubilee bracelet and i mean like oh, this brings warms my heart um love the fact that they did this i remember you know back in the 80s when jubilee bracelets were on gold gmt's it's very true to who they are and then i started looking close at it and you look at the code on it and it's a grnr and i'm like what the hell is a grnr okay and you look close gray and the bezel or. is gray and black it is not an like, all yeah, black bezel it is actually a two-tone bezel right that you really have to look close in the pictures to even notice. I'm assuming in real life you'll notice it more. Um, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that's so
0: cool that they did the two-tone bezel on yeah. that. Uh, and they did the same right. thing Why in the steel yellow, you getting yellow gold. Someone called yeah. yeah, I love it. And it, and it, it definitely well, it's, you know? – I'm glad that they didn't do it in rose. Like I like Me that too. it is yellow Yellow gold. is
1: pure. I'm much more of a yellow guy. I just think it's more traditional of what they did. I love the fact that they brought it back in yellow. And then brought back yeah. the you yeah. know the steel and gold steel and yellow gold too.
0: So, question for you: If they release your GMT with the Jubilee bracelet, are you are no going after it? No chance. No, you don't like. Jubilee. I don't you like Jubilee bracelets. Jubilee. I think it looks. Yeah. Good it's on so
1: GMT. I don't give a damn. It doesn't. I don't oh, like it. So no, it's a dressy bracelet. Yeah. I don't like the clasp. Oh, so I don't nice like. Plate. I can go on forever. Uh, no, I'm not a Jubilee so, guy. Uh, but it I looks good it. on that particular model. And I think it's a good move for them, but it's definitely never something I'm wearing.
0: Well, here's a good two Rolex watch collection now. Yachtmaster forty two in titanium. Right. Gold GMT on jewelry. <laughs> there you go. Nice. There you go. I mean, that covers everything. That covers it all. Nope, That's not a good all. Of it. Two watches. There's plenty more you That's need. That's right. Then. So you're here, guys. If you want those watches, call Manjos. Yeah. <laughs> He'll deliver. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely sure yeah oh my god all so, right and they also they make this in two-tone also which i like yes. that's that's probably a little more of my price range so maybe it's something that i'll end up owning once uh i get the the college fund here for the two girls uh filled up or who knows my my watch buying days might be, might be over uh, for a while
1: yes it, it does take breaks uh, with yeah. kids yes believe me i've been there
0: but um all right so what else do they do so Oh, one thing we noticed I was texting with you about was the OPs. Not only did they they make a bubblegum version of the OP, which I think is fucking awesome. <laughs> it really is cool. I love that kind of I love I love ugly watches. So if you can put something wacky on a dial, I, like Elaine Silverstein. I want they I saw an Angelus that they made with Elaine Silverstein. Right. It's like the weirdest watch you've ever seen. It has like a it has like this tumor on the side of it that has a turbion in it and it has a, next to it there's a Lane Silver, Silverstein uh, dial. And I like, I, I look at it and I'm like, Oh, I have to have this watch. If it wasn't 75,000 bucks, I'd buy it today. Right. So I love ugly watches. And so when you, when you see the, uh, the bubble gum or the ball pit, some people. Well, I've seen it. it, it. I've seen pit. it
1: called. I've been calling it balloons since it came out. I heard ball pits uh, for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. it is, and I like that. Silly. Um, um, I mean, well, one thing that 6, that I noticed. Is silly. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. Well, I mean, listen, listen. If if a tif, if a pink Tiffany, or sorry, a blue Tiffany dial can be whatever fifty, sixty thousand dollars, or however expensive it got it at one point, then the balloons can be six thousand bucks, and and certainly will yes. be more than that. Oh, um, the if balloons I, will be. If, if I, I mean, it'll
1: be crazy. Yes, I mean, people are already twenty five thousand dollars. Absolutely, for sure. With a, for sure. Yeah. For sure, balloons is going to be yeah. 25000 Again, fun to do it with, wacky, but yeah, I, I don't get that stuff. Not for you. Not for me. Again, I'm uh, I'm too damn conservative. But, I mean, if you want yeah, to talk what? for me, okay, let's talk 1908. So okay. we got rid of Just, the yeah. – well, two things that are good. One is we got rid of the the last of the technically Cellini moon. The was the last standing Cellini model, now gone, and it was a great model. Yep. I love that watch. Yeah. Um, So this new model, the 1908, I mean, to me, this is a shot across the paddock, Bob. Uh, I mean, it's got a hobnail bezel. By any other definition, it does. (laughs) Okay. It's thin. They made a custom movement for it. It's got a 66-hour power reserve. It's it's automatic. It's gorgeous. It's 39 millimeters. It comes with a double deployant. I don't know if you looked at the clasp. It's amazing. Um, Man. it's 39 millimeters and it's
0: $22,000. I mean, the mm-hmm. paddock's 30 grand and it's manual. So this is going to compete with what, like a 5227 or, or 15... a 5227 is like 35 grand today. We
1: forget how expensive
0: mm-hmm. paddocks have gotten. I mean, they really have. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't really buy a paddock for less than 30 grand and certainly not an automatic. Till so you're getting into the mid thirties. It's like, and this thing is robust. You could wear it. It's kind of vintage looking. The black dial one is awesome. They did two dial combinations and the white and the black is, I think it's gorgeous. And again, I'm not a Platic dress watch guy, but they did a great job with this. And I think it's an awesome piece. And I think it's going to do very well. Uh, like, the, I mean, the Cellini Moon did well.
0: Certainly, yeah. uh, you know. No, Cellini Moon did fantastic. Well, that was what, 25000 25000 yeah. Yeah. So like... If you if you compare it to, it's you know the I guess it's it's competition though. I think part of it is there's a level of uh, of you know hand finishing that you're going to get in a paddock that you're obviously not going to get. No, no of question of, about it. Know. But I mean,
1: this is the price range of a Jaeger. Yeah, that's I mean you, mean, you know
0: what I mean. It's the same price range as a Jaeger. Well, you're getting a discount on the Jaeger. Yes, you
1: are.
0: <laughs> as long long you have a brain one. in your head,
1: you are. But no, you're not getting a discount on this Let's one. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. just. Uh, I think it's a great piece. I think yeah. it's a great price point. I think it's again neat that they did this, and the fact that they took the time to invest a custom movement into basically yeah. one watch is pretty cool. Now I'm assuming they'll make yeah, it in other variations bad. down the road, but it's pretty. It's pretty good that they're doing this. Uh, you know, they're certainly trying to take it to the next level. You know, the, one of the criticisms of Rolex for years was that you know they basically only had four movements and they just put them in everything. Um, and we're starting to see a divergence from that, and we're starting to see upgrades and movements coming much faster. I mean, the Daytona movement was not out that long. Uh, we've upgraded that. Uh, we see this new movement. We're seeing, you know, all the new sub movements. Everything's getting up to that next level, which is, you know, why we had to see it, and it's the other reason why the Milgauss had to go because it was kind of the last one
0: with that, with the old movements. So, that's right. The Air King was before that, correct? Which you called. Yep. Air King, change, change movement. So now, yeah, so there's nothing else. There's nothing else is it? Now, Now we're all on the modern
1: platform. So, you know, we're not forced mm-hmm. to change things because of movements going out of, you know, it's time to get rid of. So that's uh, nice to see. And I think it's a cool dress watch. And then because that wasn't quite enough new stuff, uh, we came out with new Sky Dwellers.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: He did. I don't Some know that anyone's ones. even noticed this, but all the old Sky Dwellers are gone.
0: We, so is there a new reference?
1: There is new reference. Yes, we have a new oh, movement. We have a new movement, and they're all yeah. new references now. So they've they've did the same thing they did with Daytonas. They didn't really tweak them except for the movement um, and the new green. So we did a new green dial, and now they have a new references on this on the. Uh, Sky dwellers and now white gold came back. Almost white correct. gold
0: on oyster flex, correct? Oh, which beautiful. is awesome!
1: Yeah, beautiful watch. And again, for you who loves that 42 Yacht Master, you know, you can now have a Sky Dweller that's
0: going to have a similar look at you know. this. You're right, three, three, six, correct. nine, three, four. So the previous version was a three, two, six, nine, three, four. That would that's the stainless steel, right? So it was a three, nine. So, guys, just for quick reference, real quick. So, the way that Rolex references go, it's usually the first two numbers mean something, the second two numbers mean something, and the last two numbers mean something. So, the Skydweller was 3 2, which was a Skydweller. 6 9 uh, would be for a full uh, bracelet. 6 2 is for Oyster Flex. 6 1 is for a strap. And then the 3, uh, there's 3 2, which would be, um, uh, no now I'm, I lost my train of thought. So three three is a two tone, three um five was rose gold, three uh right it was, ended in four right one. exactly. So, just, so now they have now no longer a three, three two. It's a three three
1: Sky Dweller. So all the existing Sky Dwellers are now discontinued.
0: And oh so do wait, did all did, are all the old ones more expensive now? Uh, <laughs>
1: I don't think so. But you know, we did see a change and you know, we will see the movement change. It's very I don't think anybody's What's, really paying attention, but again, the new green dial is great. The rose gold blue is great. Uh, you know, new variations on that stuff. Um, so again, a big changeover. I'd like to see a rose gold, a rose gold green. Rose gold green would be I cool, would. but maybe next year. You never know. Yeah, it's unusual to I have this green come out in the you know in the steel first. That's right. Usually, come right, out right. in precious that's metals straight. first, but um, it's a nice green. It, it, it's kind of that nice muted green that we kind of saw yeah it
0: doesn't it doesn't excite me that much i don't really care that much about a green dial so luckily i'm not gonna have to compete with everybody who does or who yeah i mean i I don't get
1: excited about it but like yeah it's a nice new choice and i I like the upgrade and the movements and you know i think the rose gold one is awesome but uh again it's another whole new collection of product you know we're having to rebuild models db you know my poor kid's gonna be working oh, all great. weekend getting all these models into our database. <laughs> 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 poor bastard, I haven't even broken but he's gonna change all these.
0: Wow, oh, geez. Yeah. So I got seventy two hour power reserve. So what was the what was the previous power reserve? I don't remember even looking that up ever. Was that a forty or something? I don't remember, but I know it wasn't seventy two. It was definitely
1: yeah. a lower power reserve. We're getting into these more higher and higher power reserves, which is great. And you know, also these movements really don't require servers for a good 10 years now on the new stuff. So um, that's also nice to see. Yeah. And then, you know, again, we haven't hit enough stuff stuff. So we did new day dates and, you know, the one of the the big tease pieces uh, was that cool orange dial, the carnelian dial. Um, It is absolutely gorgeous. They also did a green adventuring, which might be my favorite. it just looks first. amazing in pictures and i'm you know that long go with the blue adventurine is one of my best i think one of the best dials in the market so i'm hoping this one mm-hmm. is you know if it's half that it's going to be amazing in an all gold piece and then the turquoise again um that's right. so turquoise. we have three new stone dials on 36 day dates both come with the bezel they, without the bezel
0: did they discontinue any of the uh is like Eisenkaisel still available? As far as I know, now? we
1: didn't get any notifications on, you know, discontinuations of stuff. But I mean, like, um, I think Eisenkaisel still in the thing. But I mean, if you remember, you know, a few years ago, they did that Malachite in the 31s, um, which only lasted for a couple of years. So these things tend to come for a couple of years and then disappear. Um, so these will be in very short supply. I've certainly gotten a lot of calls on the Carnelian one already. Um, you know, they'll come and go quickly and I don't think they'll be around for, uh, forever at that point, but, um, very cool pieces and distinctive and just, you know, again, we need more stone dials every day. I love stone dials. <laughs> You're all about it. I just want yeah, them I to build, bring still. a wood dial back for God's sakes. So still another, the next year, another year goes by interest. without a wood dial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Falcon Eye is still on the website. Yep, And, uh. Let's see here. I'm just. The new Onyxes. New new, yeah, there's lots of stones yeah. now. So, oh, one thing I wanted to mention because we passed over it, but the OPs, it looks like they expanded the OP line. So before there was what? 30, there was a, there no, was 31, 36. And
1: there was been a 30. There, there has
0: been a 28. What? And yeah, a 28? There,
1: there was not a 28 OP.
0: So then they just released that then. Because I was looking at this and I'm like, wait, there seems like there's more OPs than there were before. So now there's a 28, 31. Let me make sure I didn't imagine this. I'm on the website right now. But looking at this yesterday morning, yeah, 28, 31, 34, 36, 41. They're everywhere. There's <laughs> five different sizes Size of OP. OP. And I had a theory. I, so I don't remember them. Ha- I thought they discontinued the 34 when they made the 41, I, but I guess I, I couldn't have been wrong about that. It's hard to remember like what wasn't there. right? right? So, um, so my, my thoughts on this was, you know, there, they, there was some announcement that they opened up two new little manufacturers or something like that. Uh, or they were, had like some temporary manufacturers. So if they were increasing the production at all, maybe to catch up for what they lost or whatever, like I can see it, them wanting to put it into the um, into the entry-level pieces. And if they're going to have literally five different sizes in such small increments, right? So like 28, 31, 34, it does seem 41. Yes, but- right. But it makes sense to me. Like, all right, we're going to make more low-end watches so that we can get more entry-level buyers into this. Because I think the philosophy might be, hey, like, you know, it, we'll get you in. At the low end, because I don't think that they're thinking about at, at Rolex corporate. I don't think they they really acknowledge as much that hey, like you you won't be able to get any of these watches. Like they're like, <laughs> oh, it's we make a six thousand dollar watch. Like many people can afford it. It's like no, it's fifteen thousand. Oh, people can only afford it, if they
1: can get it. Yes, and that's not happening right now. Right,
0: exactly. And the fact is that you know the, the the people who who are saving up to buy the six thousand dollar watch are realistically not going to be able to get their hands on it, unfortunately. But Again, I don't think Rolex corporate thinks that way. I mean, you have more access to them, but I just the, the way that that, you know, my interactions with any of the folks there at Rolex very few, but and just kind of the way I the way I view the company, I don't really think that they're thinking about it that way. They're not thinking like, "Oh, this is a great watch for a guy who, you know, who buys a platinum Daytona, he's going to or or who, who spends, you know, half a million dollars on Rolexes, he's going to get, you know, he's going to get this Tiffany OP. They're like, oh, we're going to make this beautiful watch for fifty eight hundred dollars, and many people will be able to afford it at that price point.
1: Right, that's like, exactly that's how they think. Phone. Yes, yes, right. They don't yeah. get out much, as they? Say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I, so I'm, that was just my theory when I saw that. I'm like, oh, they expanded the OP line. That's their entry level. That's the cheapest models they make, or the lowest cost models they make. So maybe they're thinking, all right, we'll we'll, we'll attract more entry level buyers. Which, again. Doesn't really work that way. Doesn't really work that, that way. Really and
1: then there's still one left we're forgetting about, which we always do. Forty millimeter Explorer, Explorer. yes, that's right. Like nobody's that's talking right. about that. I mean, like you know, what was it a year ago? We were trying to figure out why we needed the thirty-six, you know, steel and yellow gold Explorer, uh, and yep. now we're really going to be figuring that out because now we have a forty millimeter Explorer again, uh, which I guess makes sense, but. It's kind of just an op with a different dial uh it's an op without balloons
0: <laughs> <Same laughs> well it's, it's
1: one millimeter smaller i know just, so it's very different. i know it's very
0: different yes. and the finishing is different too so it's, it more, is. it's more it's more plush finish than, yes. than polish. it is
1: 40. i like it it's a good addition and it's no something two-tone. we should always have but no two tone maybe next year yeah. uh but it is again another in a long line of introductions so uh very happy with that and then if all that wasn't enough Then we have the off catalog stuff as we call it in the trade. Um, So every year Rolex makes a very limited run of very special pieces, Um, typically heavy jewels. Uh, You know, the rainbows always started this way. Um, We'll get into that later. The baguette Daytona is on that list. And then they did a number of, you know, pave dials, a bunch of yacht masters, a full pave diamond. Daytona, and then they did the puzzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we won't get into all the names that are out there on this one. Um, but, yeah. you know, it does. It is a bunch of puzzle pieces and uh, happy sayings instead of a date and emojis for the date. Uh, I am still puzzled. Very un Very un uh, It's getting an unbelievable amount of publicity. Um, it is one of the stranger things I've seen in a long time. I guess it's interesting. I guess you know any publicity is good publicity, but uh, I can definitely qualify in the "I don't get it" category <laughs>
0: you won't be wearing. That I'm watch. just
1: not that cool. You know, I never understood Richard Meal's lollipops. Oh, let me get this right. I never understood AP's music scales. I yeah, I don't get this shit. <laughs> I like so, Let
0: me get this right. Hold on, Manjos. So you. Want wooden dials. Yes. And your gold watches. (laughs) Yes. But puzzle pieces. No, no, no. no, no. That's (laughs) That's
1: That's exactly what I want. Oh, my
0: God. Give me the wooden teeth back. I I think it's possible. I love that. Again, I like ugly watches. You found that's, one. That's why I like all the <laughs> static releases also this year because they're all ugly as shit. Yes. <laughs> and I love them. And you don't have the days that's, of the week, I, but
1: it'll tell you it loves you every morning or something else. Yes, it'll tell you yes, something else all, tomorrow.
0: First of all, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if you're wearing that watch, you know what Okay, of the week is, okay? <laughs> you know, Or you don't care because in my world, as I've told you many times, every day is Monday, yes. okay? So it doesn't matter <laughs> I'm reminded of what day it is. In fact, today before my left, my wife left for, for uh, uh, to go on her girls' night. She had to remind me that it was Tuesday, not Wednesday, because in the end, every day is Monday. <laughs> so, if I if I had a chance to buy that watch, I mean, well, first of all, I'll never have a chance to buy that watch. But it's so it it, it uh, it's what autism awareness is something like this, right? Is that was that the I'm sorry, was the charity? The, no, uh, no, thought, it's got uh, no
1: relation to it. It just looks like. Oh. it looks like the logo the first thing you look at the right. watch and you think of the
0: logos for all you know um the autism yeah, for the autism awareness wait right. wait oh no so what i saw online which was a joke and i th- yes. i took it seriously oh, no, totally and I got you know, Oh Lord! Oh no, that was a mean joke. Now I'm looking at this. Now that that's not what I. Oh Lord! I thought that's what it was, which is actually nothing to do with
1: the autism funds or any of that. It just happens to look like. I mean, uh, you know, if I was the autism people, I might be suing Rolex, but uh, because they really did steal their logo, any way you look at it. But again, they probably don't get out much, and they don't know that.
0: (laughs) Oh my God! Well, yeah. So now, yeah, that now makes me feel a little. Yes, there are a million a memes Yes. Yeah. Oh, cuz I so so I'm the dummy who saw a meme and thought, "Oh, oh this is great." This is actually very much. Nope. <laughs> I'm a boomer I guess now. Jeez. Oh lord, it's not it has nothing to do with it. They just Wait, is there an explanation as to what like, is there. None that I've
1: heard here? I have not heard any rational explanation no. for this. I didn't I was not in the meeting with them directly, so I don't didn't get it firsthand. I'm sure we'll we'll do our Zoom call with them and try to get the story, but uh it'll be interesting to see okay. where it goes. But um yeah, it's definitely getting lots of press. It's definitely interesting and you know, Rolex is dominating the world again, so uh good for them. Oh, good. They've definitely done it all right once again. Uh, and taking it to another level, you know. Obviously, we're not talking the other introductions, but there were a lot of other brands. But it's really, this is what most people are talking about, as usual. Yeah,
0: this is well, what Rolex drives the whole market. Right? They really like, do.
1: I mean, they're the biggest know. player by far. They're the you know dominant force by far, and you know it's fun. I mean, this is fun. We wouldn't be able to talk an hour on some of the other brands, and uh,
0: you know, no, wouldn't well, want we can't talk would be an hour. Joran Francis Ford Coppola watch.
1: the Yeah. I love a watch that gives me the finger. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> which
0: is very, it's which is very, very FP. FP yes. I'm pretty sure – actually, I'm pretty sure he gave me the finger when I met him. I know um, he I has many back times, back. and I love him for it. So, I mean, that is – He definitely he definitely hit me with some insults, which I appreciate. Yes. Because anybody that's- knows me, they, I appreciate a good insult. But, uh, <laughs> Lord. All right. So, that's every – oh, no. So, they discontinued Milgauss. We kind of mentioned that. Right. Milgauss those So, those are now – no
1: online. I mean people are asking crazy. I mean we've sold we had three of them clicking by yesterday. So I mean they definitely drove the Melgas market. Uh, obviously the Daytonas, the John Mayors have gone through the roof. Platinums have gone up but don't seem to be as steady as that. It seems like all the talks on the John Mayors. I'm surprised the white right. gold blues didn't move more, but we'll see what happens with the next yes. week or two. Um because I still think that's one of the best Daytonas there is. I like white really gold cool sport watches, but obviously I'm wearing one. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't mind it, I guess, but I don't know. Blue dial just does nothing for me.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. And then there's there's some unknowns right now. So like, you know, the rainbows were the old Daytona. Yeah. And oh, they were right. not on so I've they heard were not on the off catalog. Misreports. So are they that's referred right. misreports reports? So like the assumption was they're gone, um, but we're hearing rumors maybe they're not. So we don't know about rainbows. Uh, which will be interesting to go forward. Um, meteorites, we definitely heard are done. So, you know, we did gone see Gone forever? Well, gone for now in Daytona. Um, you know, you never, never say never with Rolex.
0: So, somebody told me that, again, it's all like you know, the internet's the greatest place to find people who know nothing about what they're talking about, right? But the guy yeah. online was texting with me or whatever saying that the reason why they discontinued is because you can't get. Meet like they shut down the meteorite importing or something like this. Like there's there there there's a main area where they find these meteorites. They mine for them because there was you know some crash or killed the dinosaurs. Who knows what he was talking about? But saying that the the whatever country that you get these from predominantly has shut down that trade, so you can't get any more ever. Is what is what this guy was saying with his tinfoil hat on, and that's right. why they. Um, they discontinued. I can't imagine because I'm still
1: wearing my GMT with a meteorite dial and they're still making them. So they're still making they're and meteorites. they're still making day dates. Right. So I think he, First thing I, I think him. he might need some more foil, um, uh, okay. but <laughs> I'll let him know. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, but it, it'll, it's a big effect on the day on the Daytonas because again, the market had gone crazy on meteorites when they released. Previous generation meteorites had gone nuts. Then they really crashed. Um, and now, you know, it looks like they're bouncing back. So we'll see where it all settles. Um, you know, the dealer chats were blowing up in the last two days with people trying to buy Daytonas. So, you know, everybody's scrambling oh, yeah. now.
0: So we will see them. It'll, you think it'll be unsettled for a little do you bit? You think that the one ones 1s are going to go. So, like, I saw there was a bump even on our website. Like, they went up like three or 4,000 bucks. Like, not. They didn't go up ten grand, thank God. But no, so and think- again, I mean that's you know that's what I was
1: doing at six thirty in the morning yesterday was <laughs> um, yeah, repricing because repricing you know that's just the way it, that's the market. So once we have more information, right. it drives markets. So we respond. Um, I don't think. Um, I mean, the other good news is we raised our buying pricing too, so I was willing to pay more. So oh, of course, you know, yeah, <laughs> oh, but <laughs> uh, you know, I think whites. You know, I think, you know, white ceramics that existing now are, you know, they were in the low 30s, you know, 32, 33 right. for really nice ones. I think they're going to be 36, 37. Maybe they go to 39 again. Uh, I don't 30, think 40. we're breaking 40 again. I don't. I don't
0: want it. Yeah. I like it I in the 30s. It. I think that's the right neighborhood. I like the 20s, honestly. I like high 20s. It was nice. It was nice. You know, but the, the, the black, black, black were, you, We were unable uh, to buy them. Because yeah, nobody was selling them at
1: 25 or 26, so I could sell them at 28 or 29. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just So we were running out of supply, which was interesting. So we sold them all at 29 and 30, but it was very hard to replace because the guys were like, ah, it seems too cheap. I'm going to hold on to it. Um, so it, hopefully it gets more into that trading range where somebody's like, all right, I'll take the 30 grand and, you know, move on. Um, so we'll yeah. see. I mean, we've had some action in the last day. Uh, but that's where it gets fun. Uh, the John Mayers really took the biggest jump. I mean, six weeks ago we were selling them. We're not selling them at sixty-five or sixty-seven thousand. You know they were sitting. Um, yeah. And now
0: I saw somebody asking one hundred and ten today.
1: Um, Jeez, on his well, dealer chat.
0: That's good news for the. That's good news for the guy who bought one for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yes, like, I mean they did peak. Last yeah, they peaked
1: there. in the. You know they were definitely got to a buck and a quarter. Um, and then draft, yeah. dropped down to 60. I mean, it was the, one of the biggest swings we'd ever seen outside of the meteorites. I mean, I took the biggest loss on any Rolex I ever had it was on the, the meteorite yeah. we sold a couple of uh, weeks ago. So
0: yeah. should have just held on. I should have held on. Who knew? <laughs> so I have I had a call with a guy today who I talked to him about five days ago. He wanted to trade a day just towards – <clears throat> an oyster flex Daytona that we had, and and he said he's like, all right, give me. He, tell, he told right, just give me seventy two hours. I'm like, okay. So I usually somebody tells me that I usually give him four days. All right, right? like, j- see how? So just so happened four days goes by, and it's yesterday, yesterday. Was, was the day four. So the watch guy discontinued. So I just texted him like, hey, by the way, just you know, circling back when letting you know uh, the, the watch was discontinued. You know, there was a new roller shop, Ross watch was discontinued, so the price changed slightly. Right. did right? not a lot. I think it was by two grand. the right. replies back to me to like after like so I wrote I wrote on that yesterday. Today I get a reply, but they didn't change they didn't they didn't discontinue my Daytona or something like that. And I go. So then I had to get on the call with him and explain to him <laughs> that they did. <laughs> and I was like, all different. And now, somehow, that changes the market or whatever. But, you know, it's just funny how the timing works. And he's like, oh, they had to go and discontinue it in the middle of my deal. I'm like, yeah, that's Rolex. Well, I had the same situation you know, with
1: you. a deal in, in Hong Kong. You know, the gentleman, we were, you know, eight grand apart on a trade. And the guy was kind of being a little rough. And, you know, I said no. And then, you know, he came back, you know, He's like, oh, no, I want that deal. I'm like, now yeah, 15, that deal is gone now. Sorry about that, big fella. <laughs> you were a little too tough for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was a meteorite Daytona. It's like, Shit. you know. <laughs> yep. It was a good deal I offered you, and uh, you probably should have grabbed yeah. it, but that deal's yeah. not. Well, a either deal way, we're losing
0: money on it. doesn't really matter. We
1: probably own yeah. that one for six months. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's like you win some, you lose some. That would be the market too moved. Yeah, it is good. Right. Uh, it's good to create energy back in the market. And again, like the last time we talked, I mean, the world had ended. Everybody was, you know, telling me that, you know, we should probably start our resumes and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff is, you know, oh, what yeah. we do
0: is stupid. That's only been the fifth
1: time. Yeah, yeah, it's that, only anyways. been the 47th time someone's told, you know, this. I was going into the dead career dead, no 35 watches. years ago. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to wear watches. Uh, but yeah, I only uh, scraped by with
0: 850 grand worth of sales this month. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right. So. Well, that, that's a good segue into the broader market, which we want to discuss as well. So, um, so obviously, Rolex is back. We've seen Rolex kind of hit like a good steady mark. Uh, was it, six months ago or so? Maybe less? Yeah. I mean, like the, it stopped
1: falling kind of, I'm going to say, kind of November. Okay. You know, it's kind of where right. it stabilized October, November. You know, we weren't sure if it was just Christmas push. Sometimes you get that. Um But then January really started pushing back. And then, you know, February was the biggest Rolex units month we'd ever had. Um, Look at that. Yeah. So, I mean, like we didn't see the prices start coming up yet, but the units were flying, which tells me, you know, it's the first step before prices come up. Um, So now we've definitely seen prices tweaking back up, uh, certainly on the better models. Uh, and the rare stuff. And now with all this, we're definitely seeing, you know, some big movements. So, um, you know, again, I don't think we're going back to the highs necessarily because I think some of those were crazy. It was just that was kind of the Nautilus driven phase, um, which wasn't healthy. AP2. Two. AP2. Two, yeah. No, we're not going back to that phase. That was a bubble. It was nonsense. Uh, but we're at a place now where I think stuff makes sense. You can buy it. You can sell it. You know, people aren't speculating as much. People are actually wearing them. Thank God. Um, You know. No, it's just the the whole, you know, like I wear watches, I sell watches. People are still flipping. But, again, they're not necessarily just, like, buying a John Merritt 110 thinking it's going to be 150. Um, Or let's hope not. So, I mean, I think those will stabilize. I think that's a watch that's going to be, like, right under 100 whenever the dust really? settles, you know what I mean? You know, it's makes 89, sense. 950, yeah, it makes, I think it makes mile. sense. Yeah, it's cool, it's distinctive. There's not a million of them out there. Um, you know, it's kind of like the green GMT. It's really a cool watch when you look at it, but you know, it shouldn't be a hundred thousand dollars, you know, over retail, it's like, come on guys. Um, that's a little yeah. excessive. The platinum day dates haven't seemed to move much. And I think that could happen because to me, the new version is so much better. Right. And, like, yeah, I mean, like, think about it. It's got the see through back, it's got the better case, it's got the better bezel. It's still well, platinum, made, platinum Daytona. Eight platinum Daytona. Platinum Daytona. Okay. Come okay. Um, yeah, me, Used to. Yes, I mean, just, late. like, to me, it is late. It's past my bedtime. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> I think that particular piece, I don't think will go crazy because, like, they're going to produce the new version, and the new version's better. So why would you pay crazy up
0: if they're going to produce it? Well, so I'll give you a little pushback on that. So I sure. think there are people who are going to say, okay, the, the case. We like the older case. It was more subdued. It was more. It was less of a sport watch. It was less garish. So I could see there being a divide, and where both watches are very trade at crazy prices. I could see that. It also. could. It could. I just
1: think like I'm going to flip mine over and say, ha. <laughs> what's <laughs> well, yours look like on the back <laughs> yes, yeah, like. exactly.
0: yeah. I'm number one <laughs> for, yeah for those following along I gave I flipped man just the bird so all right so Rolex is Rolex is, is Rolex right they uh, I mean it came down with everything but it's the first to really recover yes. paddock kind of around the same thing I mean Nautiluses are still crazy. Nautiluses are um, crazy. Again, just not as crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, they
1: they're trading now in a very, to me, stable range. Um, and very quickly again. Um, you know, we're getting, like yeah. I think we looked last week and we didn't have a 5711. Which yeah, we have probably we have been one two years since we hadn't. Yeah. Um, right. It's just like yeah. we, we would have depth on that model. But now, you know, mm-hmm. when they were 150 or 160 grand, you know, they were sitting for a little while and, you know, now at just under 100, it's just a watch. And, you know, it's not well, made at no, cool.
0: over 100, yeah, A newer exactly. one I mean, is going to be 110, 115. Right yeah, now,
1: exactly. Would. A new one would, but they're, you know, they're available still on the older ones. It's it's a watch that's been made for a lot of years. In the range. So, yeah. I mean, if you can get one at 100 yeah. grand, it's going to sell quickly now. So I think that's going to be so, consistent. Something. I think Paddock was smart on their new introduction of. You know, it was definitely not Nautilus's turn, so we yep. did not go back into anything else in Nautilus, which was great.
0: Um, yeah, we made one new Nautilus so far. That's it. Yeah, exactly. The eight eleven. Okay. Correct. Oh, good. Give it a rest. Good. Exactly. Well, Give it a rest. Somebody in our somebody in our team thinks that we're going to sell that watch for one hundred and twenty five. That was that was the price that was told to me. <laughs> I said, okay, well. I'll talk to the guy about a different watch then. <laughs> we'll have a better, a different conversation. But um, now we're talking about an Aquanaut. But uh, um, yeah, no, I, like 110 for, I mean, if you do the math on how many exist and then you compare that to like Rolexes or some of these mass produced watches, I guess it might. Listen, for me, I guess it makes 110 sense if you want to have it. Nothing. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. If, I mean, if, to if me, you've got to have it you're competing. What I know. can
1: have, you know, a 5170 in the same neighborhood pulling platinum, for God's sakes. And I could have... You know, a, yeah. I mean, less. There's, there's so many great watches I could have in Paddock at 100 grand these days. So That's right. Uh, but again, the uh, market has stabilized there. They've definitely come off their highs, but we're back to a really nice trading range. So Paddock mm-hmm. is super Paddock active. Paddock and Rolex. I think the biggest... Very stable. I mean, I think the one that's still a little shaky is AP. Um, AP and Vacheron. Yes. And I think, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to why I believe that. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. it's their distribution. If you think about it, AP sells now almost all their watches directly. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can go to the AP house and, you know, be treated badly and, you know, (laughs) pretend that you might get an 1159 and, you know, all that kind of song and dance. But it's like, there's just too many of them out there. And there's nobody supporting the brand at the retail level. And now you've got prices that just went crazy. And guys took a bath on a lot of that stuff. I mean, the people were spending, you know, 175, 200 grand for those perpetuals. I mean, the stuff is just really come back. And even the really great vintage stuff, you know, we've got 5402s up now in the 80s. And they're kind of sitting there. And, you know,
0: that was yeah, a watch that was, was great. Black was- dial with diamonds. Yes. It's thing it looks amazing, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, with with all the price craziness, I'm like, huh, you know what, that kind of doesn't sound that bad for eighty five thousand bucks. But I think people got so burnt, and there's so much.
1: There was so much speculation in that market um, oh, yeah. that I think people are just really gun shy about diving back in. And Vacheron has a similar well, problem. That- I mean, they, they went up so fast, and then they mm-hmm. started delivering so many through the boutiques because you know they're a corporation and they don't want to miss a quarter. Um, mm-hmm. so they just started pushing more and more out. I mean, I was getting offered so many, you know, gold
0: perpetuals and you know, beautiful watches that you never used to still, see. So many blue dial steel, uh, Vashra, uh, overseas, and we still have those. Watches, Thank you very by the way. much. I, think, I know. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. I sold another one last week. Like, people keep offering them. I'm like, listen, we're still thick on these. Like, we bought so many of them. And I sold another one under a cost last week. It's like, we're almost, we're getting there. We're within sight now. Finally. We're within so sight. Attorney, but yeah, no, I mean,
1: I, I went, I went hard it's on wild. that one. Yeah. We, we took a play on that one. Yeah. It didn't work out so great. Uh, but we some, know. you lose some, but that market is definitely right. still a little unstable. The one that's been shocking me, um, is our longer business has oh, really yeah. gone nuts in the last two or three months. I mean, March mm-hmm. is going to be the biggest longer month we ever had um which is weird and i think it's a couple of things again you know their distribution is very tight so it's very hard to get nowadays and they're all at retail and on the secondary market they don't sell at retail they're over
0: retail but they're over retail because they get their package exactly
1: so you to get a good one you got to buy two other ones you don't like and then on the secondary Mm -hmm. market those trade at a big discount So like we're selling most of the brands, you know, outside of Odysseus and a couple of specialty pieces or limiteds, they're mostly under retail. They're great watches. Um, Oh, yeah. And it it does make sense from a value standpoint. And we have the biggest inventory uh, no one's ever seen. You know what I mean? We've just (laughs) got a little deep on longer. No, I love it. I mean, we have a great collection. So like most sites you go to have five or six longas. We have 40. And. You know, have a hundred of them sitting around somewhere getting fixed and cleaned up. And, uh, I do love them. But it's exactly. been good to see that market pick up. And they had a big price increase. Um,
0: That's right. A big, Tremendous, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty significant price increase uh, as well. So, you know, they've taken greediness to the whole new level. Uh,
0: <laughs> not only are we going to jack
1: the price up on you, but you're going to have to buy two watches you don't want so I, to get the one watch you do. Exactly yeah. right.
0: I had this conversation with somebody about the new split, and they're like, and I'm like 145 grand. He's like, well, they're you know they are only made, like you managed to. They only made a hundred of them, and I'm like, okay, but it's, it's 145 thousand dollars, right? Like, longer, like they're like, we want our cake and eat it too, right? Like, so the problem with that is, okay, say they sell them all for 145. Well, number one, you're not paying 145 because you got to buy 100 grand worth of watches that you don't want. So now it's 245, right. right? So does the watch really trade? So now when they when they're up for sale, are they really trading? At over retail, because like the whole thing of of getting like the hype around your brand, right, is to leave some value for your customers, so that Correct. adds like it adds an extra incentive. It pushes you over the top. So if that watch was ninety five thousand bucks, number one, there's way more people who can avoid a uh, can uh, afford a watch under hundred than over, right? Like that's like a there's a point there's there. a threshold <clears> there. <throat> like a pressure level, right. right over 100 over 100 right so if it, say it was 95000 i don't know how much profit they're making i'm assuming zero i'm assuming it cost them 145 to make that watch right but let's assume it doesn't okay and say they they price it at 95 and it traded for 120 to 140 so now they're they're selling it at retail they also get to sell their other crap watches or not i don't want to call them crap because they're all amazing but the watches people don't want right, right. the throwaway watches which end up on chrono24 for a discount right so they get to sell those ones also and th- their watch gets to be posted and trading over retail. Again, there's only hundred. So it, 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 my point may be moot, but I think that they have to understand, and I don't know if they do, that like part of, you know, gaining steam around the brand is creating, uh, is that you're selling something that is in such high demand that people are willing to pay over the list price for it, right? So I'm not saying like, hey guys, pump the pump the price, but I'm saying you've got to leave a little bit there Correct. for the customer to chew on. And I feel like they they didn't do that.
1: No, they didn't do that. And they're not doing that in general. I mean, they're really making it. I mean, they're turning off a lot of retail clients because of the way they're selling them. And I literally had an experience this morning where we had sold a, a watch that was about a year old that, you know, a big collector bought and wore for like six months and didn't really love it. You know what I mean? It was a salmon dial perpetual and he sold it and the boutique found out and they've Shut him off. Because you sold the watches. <laughs> it's like, what? Are you it's so hilarious. Thinking? It's like, the well, guy's well, been a great customer. Actually, he buys 10 watches. He gets it. It's pink. You know, it's a salmon dial. It's like, you know, you thought it was cool when you bought it. And then like six months later, you're looking at it going, eh, not really. Yeah, I don't love it.
0: And I want to use this for something else. He did make
1: money. I mean, you know, he probably no. lost 10 or 15 grand, which isn't bad. But like, you know, it's wild, it's wild that they're so arrogant. That you know, they think yeah. they should be able to tell you what you can do with your watch after you bought it a year later.
0: That's like, come on, guys. It's tough. Like a year later. Yeah, it's not like he didn't buy it and then call no, he didn't buy Amazon it and clip it. Out. He
1: bought it and legitimately right. wore like, it.
0: The way I have guys calling me mean, from like texting me pictures and from the from the Store, pat, yes. from the Rolex boutique, like, hey, let me text a picture of my wife. This is my wife. No, you're texting it to me. Hey, what is his worth? Okay, I'm picking it up. I'll ship it to you tomorrow. Like We're getting those, obviously. right?
1: Obviously,
0: He's not doing that with a longa. Well, what sucks is like, so for example, I had a guy who offered me a longa. He wants to trade towards a paddock. He has a longa and a few other watches. He paid $33,000 for this longa uh, through the boutique. And we're offering him like 20 grand for the watch, right? what we're going to sell for like 23 24,000 bucks realistically that's kind of, that's what's what's going to happen. And he's like, "Oh man, you know, I, I can't I can't sell this for less than 27." And I go, "Well, I mean, I'm not going to sell it for 27, so obviously I can't pay you 27 for this watch." Right. He's like, "Oh man, I don't understand. I thought Longo was was popular." And I go, "Well, they, they are, but what they're doing is they're they're forcing people um I, let's say let's not say force. They are encouraging people to purchase Watches that they might otherwise not really want in order to get the good stuff. He's like, "Well, oh, that that's what they did with me to this watch," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, right. there we go. <laughs> is, right, like this is what's happening." So even though they don't make that many watches, it seems like there's way more watches in the uh, in the market than there should be because of this exact scenario. Like, he just, he's like, "Yeah, well, that's what I do with this." Yeah, <laughs> okay. They have a really great, great
1: turnover. They just, uh, you know. I know. It really is. It's short-sighted. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, eventually I hope it changes, but, you know, until people kick
0: back. The problem, well, I think the real problem here might be, and the reason why this might not go away is that the market has gotten so big. So like, you know, I've talked about this ad nauseum, right, over the last few years, but prior to 2017, the watch market was relatively small, right? Like I didn't really think about how many people were were buying pre-owned watches at the time. But it was minuscule compared to what's happening now. Yes. So I think like the market has grown exponentially so much. Like I, I I've thrown out the number like around five times, but it might it it could be ten times at this point. The amount of people who are buying pre-owned watches, so like trading in watches, has grown so large that they these brands would have to increase production by that multiple in order to get back to the old days to where right. things were. So yeah, they might never feel the pain. Because the market has grown so big, they might never feel the pain of like you know treating customers poorly, <laughs> because there's going to be another customer coming down the road. Because there's so many new customers.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's it's yeah. absolutely true, uh, and sad at the yeah, same yeah, time. It's like it shouldn't have to be like that. But right. yeah, no, there's no question about it. We get that complaint all the time with some of the boutiques and the way right. they they handle it. But yeah. hey, that's what makes the market the market.
0: It is what it is. There's nothing we can do. And, and again, it might be just, I mean, really, you know, you look in the mirror and it's like, well, the reason why this is happening is because, sir, you didn't buy watches five years ago and now you are. Like, this is- <laughs> hey, welcome to watch collecting. You know, you the, the space is way too crowded now, unfortunately, and that's why you can't buy anything at retail that you really like and that might never change. Right. Um, I don't know. I hope it would, but uh, it might not. It, it's yeah, just based on that fact, but – Um, what else? So we're seeing Grubel took a little bit of a hit. I noticed Grubel definitely took a hit.
1: And, you know, uh, you know, they came out with the new sport watches, which were hot. Um, but their classic stuff is still struggling. And I just think they're a little bit struggling for direction, a little direction of size, direction of price point. Um, I just think it's a little muddled right now. Uh, and I like the stuff. Um, but like when you you know when you try to put them on, some of them are huge and still, and the price is huge. It's
0: you know, um. oh, yeah, very expensive. watches. people yeah. for say some of the best watches you can buy. Like I'm on record saying that the um, that the AS, uh is the, the greatest sport watch ever made. And I, I mean I, I don't know I might the the um, Grand Blue from Debatoon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, might rival it. But you know that that, that watch is amazing. And that was over $200,000 last year. Now I think it's, what, one sixty, one seventy, 170 160, 160, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems so, like there's a little uh,
1: energy out of it. Uh, you know what I mean? I can't tell you why. Um, you know, I just feel like there's something that is a little bit off yeah. there. And, again, you know, these things come in waves. They don't make that many, so it doesn't take that many people to go in and out. It's kind of like RM. You know, when RM yeah. was flying, it was flying. You know what I mean? Like nothing we've ever yeah. seen. And now it feels like there's a little wind out of those sails. But again, that was a little bit of the hype stuff. It was a little bit of the, you know, the flexing stuff. I think it's gotten back to a little more of the classics, um, you know. And I think, obviously, the the quicker bounce back is going to be with the iconic names and the ones that are more well-known. So that'll obviously happen. But, you know, the independents, you're still churning them out. I mean, I had a conversation last week with the Gronfelds, and, you know, it was fun to
0: chat with them um they extend their well it's indefinitely uh uh, out of stock right yeah no i mean it was an
1: interesting conversation because you know and again uh, you know full transparency i had bought a number of principias um and i was literally sitting there one day looking at myself going why am i able to get so many of these things when i don't think they make very many watches at all and you know i had somebody contact and reach out and i got a call had a great call with barton and so they made
0: 120 watches last year.
1: And I said, like, you know,
0: you need. Rolex made that this, you know. Right, exactly. Yes,
1: now. Uh, so it's like, you know what I now. mean? It's like, yeah, they're trying to ramp up, but like, maybe they'll get to 150. And it's like, there's too many on the secondary that market. Is- I mean, you yeah. guys got to spend a little more time, you know, figuring out who's really going to want to buy them and keep them and not just flip them because they can make 10 grand. And it's not like, like people not making, there's just not that many people who are buying them. And like, it's not like they're making triple. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad that, you know, if you go in and met the guys and that's really what you need to do to buy that brand. And, you know, they're really selling it direct in essence um, with in most cases. And it's like, you know, they should be able to get a better read on who's doing it. And yeah, I understand if it's five years old, but I mean, this stuff is
0: the same situation you're talking about. They're three days old. <laughs> and it's getting offered to me. It's like, come on. I like. Yeah, it's it. got this brand new. It's like, well, <laughs> wait, you're a dealer. How right, you exactly. I mean, that's
1: just sad. I mean, that's like, so those are the things that hopefully come out of the market. I mean, I do like guys who collect. There's nothing wrong with making money doing this, but, you know, it really shouldn't be the primary motivation. You know, I'm hoping you're no. at
0: least enjoying this. You have stuff, to watch but, more than three days. Yeah, exactly. Please. Three
1: days is kind of my limit. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: That's tough. That's tough. You know, if we, if, if you buy, if you buy a new uh, uh, Titan Hawk. Right. Debit tuned De- Titan Hawk. Keep it for more than three One days, three please. days, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, days. We're going to have issues. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Then, then you might, you, you might get shut you off. You might get shut off. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah. again,
1: overall, you know, compared to where we were six, seven months ago, um, I think anybody would take this, um, you know, stuff, you know, we're starting to see normalization on margins. We're starting to see, Prices creep back, you know, but most importantly, and this is what I always come back to, is demand is stronger than ever. Um, it might be at lower prices. So, you know, we're doing more units to kind of come to the same number we were last March. Um, but I think it's much healthier in essence. Uh, and I think long term, it's a great sign. So, you know, I love transactions. I love volume. I like units. I like new collectors coming in. It's one of the things we track all the time is like, you know, we sell to the same people a lot, but, you know, we love to see, you know, somewhere, you know, 40 to 45% of our you know, transactions this month are new customers. So I love that. Um, yeah, just means nice. there's more people, to your point, coming into it. And, you know, once they catch the bug, you know, it kind of spreads like a disease. It's, you know, it's hard to shake it once oh. you get it.
0: <laughs> now, faster than ever. You know, that was yeah. one thing I've always talked about. I said he- you, it might it might have taken you 20 years to get from your first Rolex to your first paddock. Now it's like three years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You That's know, exactly what exactly what happened. I mean, I just, we have guys who go from their first Rolex to, you know, uh, a half a million dollar FP Journe in three years. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, <laughs> it's like, happened. how
1: did you get there that fast? Like, I don't know what happened.
0: Well, I watched, I was just watching Tim's videos 24 videos. seven. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Educating myself, but um, all right. So, I mean, okay. So, Overall, the market seems to have stabilized. Uh, We hope we never see, you know, kind of uh, a run up like we saw last year because that, while that was exciting, (laughs) uh, nerve wracking, it was also painful to, you know, we're still feeling the pain of that. Uh, I think everybody is, anybody who kind of bought into that last year. And and one thing that I've, you know, been telling people, it's like, we have no choice. We were reluctant to buy into that. And it's like, you know, you can only, for a company like us that has to deal with such high volume, like we can only... Decide to sit off and wait for prices to normalize for what a few weeks? We can't wait months. Nope. Like you got to buy. Got to stick your toe you no back choice. in the water. Yep. Yeah, we're forced to buy. So you know, if we want to do the volume, which we have to do, we got to buy. So you know, the risk lies with us. You know, that's one thing. I mean, listen, I don't want anybody to cry or care or even care whatsoever, to to whether or not. Yeah, but, you know, believe me, you know, when I have a guy who calls me and says, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, you're offering me $1,000 less than what I paid for my Rolex. So I go, hey, listen, you want to talk about loss? We'll we'll <laughs> i got that some guy.
1: stories for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: you want, you want to see Vacheron? We can talk about Vacheron. You want to see AP? We'll talk about AP, right? Like, you know, but, um, you know, it is what it is. You take the good with the bad. And, you know, that's all part of this. And I don't uh, think we'll of, see a you know, up like that. Again, probably for another fun- – it'll happen again because people
1: have short memories. But it'll probably be four yeah. or five years before it happens again. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I think we'll be in this, you know, it'll tweak and certain models will creep up. And, you know, we'll be kind of back into that. I think for the next 18 months, we'll be pretty stable. And then, you know, we'll be back into a new election cycle. And then, you know, everybody right. will feel better about the world. And, you know, no matter who gets elected. No, inevitably, when you have a change, yeah. people feel like it's going to be better. You know, we're yeah. we're genuinely optimistic. And you know, people feel like it and they're like, Oh, what the hell, I'll go treat myself. And you know, I think I think we're gonna be stable for the next twelve to eighteen months and then we could see another bump. But I don't think we're That'd going back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I yeah, I mean obviously we hope not, but uh also like you know, it is what it is. We've we've got through worse. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've been through plenty, so you know, they don't scare me anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Manjo. Well, um, so uh, I guess a little recap. We, we just finished the world tour yes. for our, our um uh collections. We had a, an awesome night in Miami. I appreciate you coming down because uh, we we were the we were the redheaded stepchild. We were the of redheaded the, stepchild the world last bit
1: of the world tour, but I made it. I was.
0: That's right, and, and what we showed up. I think we sold the most. We sold the most. Yes, yeah, you guys did uh, great. Or, or, or the most. Yeah, the most. Um, uh, interest in in the brand in general. Uh, Miami loves debatoon yes, uh, I had, to see that. I had a theory about this. Uh, we I was talking to somebody. I think uh, what I've noticed is a lot of young tech guys really like Debatoon. Um, can that's make like sense for yes. whatever reason. Most of the guys who are talking to me about it, I'm like, oh wow, you know, it just so happens you you're in tech also. Okay, interesting. So maybe there's something to that. I mean, they make so few watches, like they're you know less than 200 watches or so, and, and maybe they'll end up. Increase production slightly, but again, it's such a small brand, just like, you know, Gruble or any of these other brands that doesn't take much to just set it on fire. And, uh, you know, we think we helped promote the brand because we believe in it and we love it so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm contemplating on how I'm going to liquidate the rest of my collection and, and pick up that Grand Blue at 150. <laughs> your wife, uh, we'll your wife might have something I, to say about that. <laughs> uh, well, listen, it, depends, it depends on how it goes. You know, we have... Uh, uh, Bitcoin is up again, so uh, we have some more money in that, in, the, in that account. I've been buying Bitcoin for a long time, man. Just I haven't sold it, so we have we do have some extra cash, but we'll see what we do with it. Uh, you know, most likely it's probably going to have to have to I have to convince my wife that it's an investment. Otherwise, uh, there you go. <laughs> otherwise, it's not going well. exactly. But um, uh, besides that, you know, we are open now in Los Angeles, New York. We have the two locations down here in South Florida. So I guess if anybody out there is listening. Um, and you're in the L.A. area, New York City, um, or in South Florida, reach out to the Watchbox website. We'll get you in touch with, with somebody in that location. I, I run the uh, the team down here in South Florida. We have Hans and CQ and the rest up in New York. We have Tyler, Vicky, and, and everybody out in, out in L.A. We also now have international office Shanghai. Shanghai is on the board, yeah working it out there. So I have a guy who's from Miami, who's working in Shanghai, that might go to the <laughs> Hong Kong office, pretty cool. We're all over the what place. A world,
1: what a world, I know. I'm happy the World Tour is done because it was a lot of travel. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was so fun to be back uh, front facing again and just being able to meet people and shake hands and laugh and have a glass of wine and, you know, be normal. You know
0: what I mean, it's right. great. Miss that stuff. Great, so. it's awesome. Well, know, down here, it never really changed down here, man. Joseph, no, I know. But, uh, I understand. Other parts of the world, <laughs> yes. the Northeast was, the a, northeast north was the a little West shut coast. down, yes. Asia shut down, so yep. we're glad to be back to normal. We're, we're glad to be back recording again. So, guys, if you're listening to this, um, I have made a commitment to our marketing team, which, by the way, man, sometimes I forget what kind of company we have. I just feel like I'm just trading watches in my bedroom here, but it's right. there's a whole company. There's a whole, a whole marketing team. Yes. So, when, when I reached out and uh, told them, hey, we're recording tonight, He's like, oh, well, let me talk to the marketing. Well oh, crap, that's right. This is they're going to talk to. So I've I have uh, committed to one at least one podcast per month, which um, will be done. Uh, my buddy uh, Jason Maine and I are going to be recording. So, but um, I'll I'd, I want to at least get once a quarter with Manjo. Me up. So hopefully you can I'm make in. that with me. And uh, I guess if there's any uh, guys, if you're listening towards first of all, if you're listening this deep in, you're a champion. You, we exactly. love you. All right, it's an hour and twenty minutes in. Um, if you have any uh, topics that you want us to cover, if you are an interesting person, you want to talk about your watch collection, and uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be some sort of weirdo, I guess, like me, or, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, but uh, like know, and
1: even if you are a weirdo, if we'll you think go you're
0: entertaining you. and want to and can fill an hour of talking about watches with me, I'm happy to do that with you as well. So just reach out. Uh, my email is uh, jathanos at thewatchbox.com. You can catch me on social media. Uh, on Instagram at Mr. Thanos, Manjos is at Mike Manjos. Is that yeah, right? Exactly. All right. Cool. So if any any of your if you want to get any type of hard watch to find, just to reach out to Manjos. <laughs> He'll allocate whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> just ask. Got him in my backpack. Um, there you go. Otherwise, uh, please uh, subscribe here. Listen to us on uh, you know i the the podcast app on Apple on uh, on Spotify wherever else you find your your podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, we're, we need to uh, we need to spread the word that we're back. The trading desk is back. So, thanks again, manjos. Awesome. Thank Appreciate you. Ya.
1: Glad, glad to do it any no time. Thanks, man.
0: Have a good night. Yes, sir. All right.
1: Take care.